When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. How are we all doing? As here, another video from Fantasy Football Scout and also a podcast if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes or Google Podcasts or whatever other platform you are. Welcome. Uh, this is my team selection ahead of game week nine. As always, I kind of follow on from uh, Black Box where I talk a little bit about kind of who I'm thinking of bringing in, go into a bit more detail about who's on my watch list, who's in my thoughts uh, and which players in my squad uh, I'm looking to bin off. So hopefully uh, some of you enjoy listening to my thoughts. A few people on Jani's video asking what my rank is. You can see I'm ranked 2.8 million in the world. Uh, I did have a green arrow last week, so hopefully we can keep that kind of well, keep that kind of momentum going and get a few more greens and break into the top million. That would be uh, nice, uh, wouldn't it? So hope you're all well and looking forward to the games at the weekend. I really am. I think there's amazing games, uh, you know, all different ends of the of the league table as well. Brighton are going to have their first game against Liverpool under the new manager. So yeah, really excited to see kind of what happens. Uh, before I get into uh, my stuff, I just want to talk about Spitch, who are our uh, sponsor for this video. Uh, you can see on the screen, um, Spitch is a kind of a season-long game uh, that you can play. Um, but what's amazing about it is that it takes your best five uh, games from the season and that creates your kind of uh, top scores. So don't worry if you've missed the kind of uh, you know beginnings of, of the season and you want to get involved in it, you still can. Uh, there's a free-to-play game, uh, which you can take part any time. Uh, you can see Varum Ima Itch is currently winning £1,700. Not bad, seeing as it's completely free uh, to start with a £4,250 prize pool. And of course, there's a paid-for version um, as well, which is £8.50 to enter, but a much bigger prize pool of £85,000. Uh, and Varum Imic is winning that as well. So he's having a, a banging start uh, to the season. Um, if you are looking to get involved, do be aware. If you're putting your own money into this, it is a form of gambling. So gamblerware.co.uk for all the facts about gambling. Um, it's for 18+. plus. Um, only uh, and if you don't know what Spitch is essentially it's like fantasy football but a bit more comprehensive in terms of the scoring uh, you earn points for pretty much everything across the games uh, tackles interceptions uh, saves all that kind of stuff is all all racks you up big scores uh, you can see here uh, the top goalkeepers you've got uh, Dean Bradley Henderson even though that was his middle name uh, but he's top with 1681 points because there's a lot more points in it than the regular FPL uh, Raya Pope um, Saar all down there. If we're looking at defenders, uh, you've got Cancelo right at the top, um, Van Dijk, Anderson, really interesting one for Palace. Uh, obviously, Palace um, started that strongly defensively, but he's right up there. Um, Silva, so again, this is a bit of a difference um, in terms of the, the players you want to be considering. Uh, in midfield, you've got De Bruyne right at the top, Rodri, so your defensive midfielders do really well um, in this as well. Uh, Hoiberg and Neves, both over 2,000 points as well. So again, different way of thinking about 
which players you're selecting. Uh, and then strikers, no surprise, you've got Harlan Kane, Jason Mitrovic. So these ones are a little bit more uh, like we're used to. So do give it a try. Be really interested to know what you all think about it as well. It's a new way of playing um, fantasy football, a way of winning some quite big uh, money as well. Um, and yeah, and they're, and they're sponsoring the videos uh, this season with Scam. We're really happy to be partnered with them. So check them out. Um, there's links in the description below. Uh, right, let's talk about game week eight. So game week eight, a long time ago, it feels like. Uh, I got 60 points. Um, I've got about a million rank rise, which uh, again, like I said, I was, I was pretty happy with. Um, Henderson with two. He's been a bit of a disaster since I pulled him in. Uh, it's two games in which uh, Forrest have been leading now and looking sort of quite comfortable. And then as soon as the opposition scores, they just completely fall apart. So he's not making the saves that I kind of wanted him to make. They're obviously not keeping clean sheets. Uh, and the fixtures do turn sort of fairly soon. So, yeah, a little bit, little bit concerned about him. Um, I've got had Diaz and Trippier both coming in with six and five. Uh, Diaz has done all right for me since I bought him in. I think it's two clean sheets in two. He's not going to hit the high ceiling of, of Cancelo, but he's sort of ticking over. Uh, Trippier I bought in ahead of game week eight. Uh, wasn't expecting them to concede. They did, but then he got the assist. So it shows his capability of getting returns kind of both ends of the pitch. Uh, Emerson, oh God, I mean, he came on. I wasn't really expecting him to play uh, with Creswell back, but he came on and got me one point. So I can't be too, too annoyed. They lost the game anyway, so it didn't really matter. Um, Pereira with one. Uh, disappointing, given that Notts Forest um, conceded. Also Mitrovic as well with, with two. Uh, so I got basically five points from my, my three players in that one game. Terrible. Uh, I bought in Madison, who got seven. I bought in Kane, who are captains, who got 20. So happy with that. Uh, Marcelin Foden, uh, Marcelin Blanks, Foden with the eight. And Harlan with just the six. And then a bench of Ward, Trent, Gross and a Stupinan, uh, three which had, had no game. So yeah, decent decent week. I think 10 points um, above the average. Uh, wasn't kind of huge. I mean, Kane over Harland was the kind of big decision. Uh, kind of made four points on that. So again, not, not groundbreaking. Finding it hard to kind of really find someone to move up the ranks. There are players that are doing it. I mean, if you had Son, for example, and he gets a hatchet off the bench... You know, if you captained him, for example, you know, you're looking at catching up 40 points or 35 points on a lot of players. So there's clearly options um, that we can go for. I think if you've got Salah and you're holding on to Salah, I think he's going to be a really effective differential for you um, going forward. Uh, the Brighton home game looks really good. And I'll talk a bit more about Brighton um, in a bit. Uh, so I'm kind of relying on, on Kane to be that kind of slightly different maker and someone like Foden, uh, maybe. Um, Madison as well. I mean, a lot of people are buying him, but he's still kind of relatively low where I am. But kind of everyone else, I'm seeing in a lot of people's teams, Diaz kind of covers Cancelo. You know, everyone's got Trippier. It's, you know, it's hard to know exactly where my, my ground is going to be made up. Um, but I'm not panicking. I'm happy with how the team um, is kind of set up and, and looks at the moment. Uh, you know, there's a few players who I'm kind of coveting uh, who I'll talk about in the watch list. Uh, but for now, I think I'm reasonably well set up kind of going forward. Um, what is interesting is I've got no premium mid. Uh, I, I can't remember never having someone like De Bruyne or a Son or a Salah um, to go for. I'm kind of going to be alternating that captaincy between Haaland and, and Kane. Um, I will be looking at bringing Salah back in uh, at some point. I think when uh, City and Arsenal don't have that match, uh, Liverpool have got West Ham at home, which looks like a good uh, captaincy shout for, for Salah. So I might be looking to bring him in then. Um, but for now, I'll be riding with you know my most expensive midfielder, about £8 million. So very different to how the season started and how other seasons have gone kind of in the past when Salah was, you know, absolute no-brainer. You had players like Son, players like Kevin De Bruyne, you know, even players like Hazard in, in past years. You've had so many premium options over the years and to not have any of them just does seem really weird. Uh, but, you know, I think it just shows that, you know, at the moment, I think the strikers are, are kind of where the points are. When you've got strikers in points, they tend to be the guys to get the most goals. So I'm happy with Harlan, Kane and Mitrovic. I'm up top and hopefully the fact that Harlan is just that perma-captain means I can spread that money 
um, a little bit more around. Um, let's take a look at the watch list then. Um, so these, this has been updated ahead of game week nine. Uh, it's sorted by non-penalty um, XGI. Um, I've added Perisic um, in. I'm still a bit kind of non-fussed by him. I mean, the, the rotation is obviously pretty big for him. Um, he played for Croatia, played on the left wing, or really, really advanced um, as well. Uh, but his non-penalty XGI in the league is 0.37 which is the highest out of, a, out of the other defenders like on my watch list. So it's higher than James, for example. But really, it's not approaching that 0.5, 0.6 mark. 0.6 is normally my cutoff for, OK, I need to really be considering looking at this guy. And the fact is, he is rotation um, you know, bound with Sessegnon there. The fact that Spurs' fixtures aren't that nice. I don't really feel like I need to move heaven enough to get him in at the moment. So I didn't start the season. He got me some points, but... Uh, he's on my watch list. I want to see him, him kind of boost those numbers and take more shots, basically. He's not having enough shots, I think, to justify that kind of rotation. Um, James is someone that I'm looking at, though. I think he's going to be a, a real option under under Potter. Um, I look at the rest of the team and I just don't know how things are going to be set up. I don't know which centre-backs he's going to favour. I don't know where Cucurella's going to play. I don't know if Chilwell's going to be a factor. I don't know if Sterling's going to end up at left wing-back. I don't know who's going to like up front. All these kind of question marks mean Chelsea are really, really difficult to predict. The one thing that we do know is that James is going to be a key cog in, in that side. Um, and, and he will be playing at wing-back, because there's absolutely no doubt about that. So I think he becomes a, a really important transfer with the fixtures that, that Chelsea have got. So if you haven't got him, I think you want to be kind of making moves to, to try and bring him in. Um, some of the other players I've got on defence, I mean, Dallow scored two goals for, for Portugal. Over the internationals, United looking better defensively with uh, Verano Martinez there. Once the City game's out of the way, their fixtures are okay. Um, and at 4.5, I think he's, he's great value. Um, he's got the same non-penny XGI as, as Zinchenko, um, who I also really like, but he's had kind of the injuries and things like that. And obviously Arsenal haven't got the game. So he's not someone I'll be looking to bring in kind of imminently, but he's someone that I, I really like, especially if he moves into this kind of midfield role. So I want to kind of assess him and just see kind of where, is, where he ends up. Uh, it's really interesting that Cancelo um, is so low down on this list. I mean, a non-point XGI of 0.11 is, is ridiculously low. Uh, shows a kind of a difference in, in how he's being used uh, for Pep. He is going to get assists. He is going to get goals because he's that good that he just will create things. But it is a bit concerning that your 7.2 million um, defender kind of isn't really showing that the underlying stats are going to get him kind of big, big returns. So I've got Diaz. He kind of sat in the middle of Walker and... And Cancelo, um, I get the reliability there of the clean sheets. You know, Walker could miss a couple of games. They've got options there as well. So at the moment, I'm reasonably happy with that. But again, I want to monitor Cancelo um, because if, if I start seeing his, his role change and, him, and those numbers boosting, I think he becomes an absolute lock and for everyone's team. Um, I won't go through all my midfielders. Uh, a lot of these kind of haven't really changed given that, given that it wasn't the game. I've got De Bruyne in there, um, Anthony Sinistera, who I'm going to mention, I think, every week on this and then probably never end up buying. Um, I've added Son. Uh, now, I think we wanted to see him get those first couple of goals and see where he's kind of go, kind of go from there. Uh, I mean, he is Spurs' one of Spurs' few kind of really world-class players. So I think his, his position in the team is, is going to be pretty secure. I, I think Richarlison and, and Kulusevski are going to be the one that, that, that rotate, like we all kind of predicted at the start of the season. Um, I think now it's going to be the case of, of Son and Kane sort of vying for who's going to get the most goals. And actually, I think it's probably going to be Son. Um, I mean, it's amazing that Son's now got 36 points with, with just that hat-trick when he had pretty much blanked in every other game. So it was only four points, I think, behind Salah now um, and, and looks a really good option um, I've got Kane so I probably won't be going there but you know, he's someone that I just want to continue to monitor because it might be that when the fixtures turn he becomes kind of indispensable again um, I've added Diaz um, as well in fact I've added him twice uh, onto this table uh, so much I like him um, I think you know with, with Salah maybe not as essential as he, as he kind of was with Nunes and his kind of role in the team 
Um, you know, Jota coming in. I think Diaz is the one that is, is definitely going to play. I mean, 0.8xGI of 0.37 puts him kind of right down the bottom. This list ahead of only Bowen, um, below the likes of Trossard and Saka and Zaha, for example. But if you do want to tap into that Liverpool attack, you know, with uh, Thiago back, uh, then I think Diaz is, is probably the one that, that I'd look look for um, out of all the options, kind of other than Salah, if you're looking to save a bit of money. So, yeah, I think he's, he's going to carry on and have a, have a really strong season. This podcast is sponsored by Paramount Plus, where Champions League soccer is back. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration starts on September the 6th with the biggest stars and top teams across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through to the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against the likes of Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona and more. Don't miss a single second with Paramount Plus starting from September the 6th. Uh, forwards, um, I've added Gabriel Jesus since I sold him uh, last week. I mean, he really worries me not owning him. Uh, non point sharp and 90 of 0.74. That's really, really, really high. Uh, I think he's been unlucky to only have 39 points uh, so far, given how good Arsenal have been, the chance he's had and things like that. But he's, he's leading the line absolutely superbly and absolute focal point for, for that side with all that creativity. Uh, the fixture tricky. I mean, it's Spurs, it's Liverpool and it's a blank. After that low, I think I'd probably be looking to bring him back. I don't want to, you know, not get him in just because everyone's got him because his ownership is so high. Um, I know a lot of people are selling all their Arsenal assets at the moment. Um, you know, Martinelli uh, might be someone who you're looking at selling um, for someone like Sinistera, maybe. Um, or if you've got the Arsenal defence, it's probably a good time to jump off. Um, I think Jesus probably is the one um, Arsenal player, which I did, if I didn't feel like I had to move him on, um, then I, I, you know, I probably wouldn't do. I, I moved him on last week because I wanted to get Kane uh, captain for that Leicester game. If you offered me a free transfer now, I've came back to Jesus, I'd probably take it, to be fair, and use the money elsewhere. So I think you've got Jesus. He's, he's, a, he's a pretty easy hold. Uh, Isak's injured, but, you know, non XGI of 0.57 um, is really high. I want to see how he, how he fares when Wilson uh, comes in. Um, if he's going to be shipped over to the wing, for example, he's not really an option. But if he continues to play up front, maybe the formation changes a bit, then I think he'll be he'll be gold. And then Tony, I mean, he's in there as well. I'm not massively sold on Tony. Um, I won't be looking to break up my, my Haaland and Mitrovic. Um, partnership uh, for sure and then I think Kane, Jesus are, are higher on my on my watch list than, than Tony is um, obviously got the hat trick 47 points really high higher than uh, De Bruyne I do wonder though if he's going to be able to carry that on uh, given kind of what I've seen from him that non-penny XGI for 90 of 0.45 um, is pretty low it's again it's less than someone like Zaha for example 0.53 um, it's equal with Saka for example, Arsenal hasn't exactly set the world alight so far. So don't expect hat-tricks every week from, from Tony, but obviously a, a pretty easy hold um, if you've got him. Uh, let's take a look at my team then uh, for this week. Um, so I've got Henderson in goal, and I'll roll the dice with him. Um, Trent, Diaz, Trippier, uh, Foden, Madison, Marcelli, Pascal Gross, Haaland, Kane and Mitrovic. And then on my bench, I've got Ward, Emerson, uh, Pereira and Estupinian. So I've always got the two Brighton players. Um, I did a bit of a, a, a speech on, on the Zerbi uh, yesterday on Black Box. So I'm sure some of you have seen that, so I won't bore you again. If you do want to check that out, I'll put a link in the description. You can just head to that bit of the video and, and listen to what I think. Um, the kind of too long didn't read uh, part of it uh, is, I think, Deserbi is going to be a great appointment for us. I think he's going to build on the foundations that, that Poller have said, um, have set up really attacking manager it's going to be a highly possession-based system um, and I think you know our attacking players are really going to benefit and thrive from it at the cost of probably our defense so I think if you've got Gross and you've got Trossard maybe you've got March 
um, as well. I think they're easy holds, even with the fixtures, because um, we'll kind of be able to assess how, how quickly Deserbi can, can implement the system. And they're all going to be key figures um, in that kind of attack. Um, as we look to kind of exploit space and, and push forward with lots of different lots of men um, on the ball. Um, if you've got the defenders, if you've got Dunk, Webster, Veltman, uh, Stupinan as well, I think they probably want to be quite high um, on your on your sale. Uh, so I'm looking at doing a Stupinan and to James, I mentioned earlier. For example, I think that's a transfer that can't really go wrong, which uh, always is a bit of a worry. Um, but I, I think James, you know, with the fixtures and, and under Potter is, is a better option than our defenders um, kind of at the moment. So... As I said, if, if you're holding on to our kind of centre-backs, I really don't think they're going to be getting many points, either in the short term or when our fixtures are really tough or in the medium to long term. Undeserved because he doesn't really do clean sheets, uh, to be fair. Um, going through my kind of players, I mean, I've got um, Henderson, who, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm probably not going to use a, a goalkeeper transfer. Um, I, you know, I, I don't want to have to do one. I think he hopefully he can get back to making lots of saves. He does well in the in the bonus point system. So if if Forrest do manage to keep any clean sheets, he's he's going to get a big return. So yeah, I'm a, I am a bit concerned with him, given that the Forest have been so poor. Um, but I look around at the keepers, and there's not a huge amount of, of keepers I really like the look of. I think Raya would probably be the one that I'd go for now if I had the choice. But Henderson's okay uh, at 4.5 um, as well. So yeah, not too worried about that. Defenders Trent. I know he's being sold by a lot of people. I'm keeping the faith. Um, he's putting in more crosses than any other defender um, in the league. He's now got Nunes to aim at, a big target man. Um, crosses aren't penalised by the bonus point system, so the more crosses he puts in, the better. Uh, the higher his BPS, the more likely he's of getting bonus points. I think his assist potential is high. He's on the free kick still. I think Liverpool are going to be improved. Um, I can see why people are going off him, maybe moving to Cancelo or moving you know, some of the money down. Um, but for me, I've got much more pressing issues to deal with than selling Trent, so I'm, I'm happy to kind of keep him. Uh, Diaz as well, I've mentioned... I was actually talking to the the world number one last year at the start of the season. He said one of his kind of master strokes was just bringing in Diaz for the whole season when he was kind of back in the team um, and just leaving him there and just enjoying those kind of six pointers. So, you know, for six million, I think he's probably going to reach about 140, 150 points, which is good value and probably someone I don't really need to deal with um, unless I feel like I really need to move for a Cancelo, uh, for example. So happy with Diaz. He's doing well. Hopefully he can get a couple of goals. You know, with the delivery they've got from corners, and free kicks. I would kind of hope that he would um, get a few more, few more attacking returns. Um, but we'll see. Happy with him, uh, kind of for now. Uh, and Trippier, no worries with him. You know, attacking returns uh, are coming. He's got, he's got free kicks. Newcastle, a good defensive side against some of their key players back as well. So yeah, no danger. So back line relatively solid. Um, add James to it as well. I think I've got a, a decent four there, um, kind of going forward. Uh, looking at midfield, Foden, he's doing all right. His position in the team. Um, sort of determines whether I'm happy owning him or not. I think with Grealish in the team, Foden's a, a much better option. I think he's allowed to drift more centrally, get closer to the box, get closer to the goal. Um, when Grealish isn't in the team and he's playing on the left, he, he plays very, very wide, um, which allows Cancelo to kind of come in through, through the middle. So uh, that kind of element to him is, is a bit frustrating. I mean, I am impressed with how many minutes he's playing. Uh, for example, really does seem to have the trust of Pep, so I'm not too worried about that. He will find a place um, in the strongest eleven for City. Um, but, you know, given they don't have the game in 12, given Liverpool are coming um, as well, he's probably going to be someone who's fairly close to uh, to leaving my, my side. Um, I think he's got this game against United and a, a game against Southampton, which look good, but then it'll probably be on the on the chopping block, um, maybe for Zaha or maybe for Salah, uh, if I move to him. Uh, Madison bought him in last week, uh, bought him in for the kind of mid-term, long-term. Uh, one of my favourite players, a lot of people know. Um, got the goal, 
against Spurs, really happy with that. You know, wasn't really expecting too much from him, but you know, a lot of people went for Bowen, for example, and I think Madison is, is the superior option uh, kind of going forward. I'm expecting goals for, for Leicester in this match, and they've got great fixtures to come. So if Leicester are going to turn it around, it's all going to come through Madison. He seems to be the player with a bit between his teeth, really looking to kind of push him on and, and drive things on. So happy to own him. Martinelli, uh, he's orange orange ringed now. Um, if I had the option of moving him, I would uh, for free. I think Sinistera's nice. If I could move up to Zaha, for example, get a bit of extra money and find the money for Zaha, I would. I think it's a good time to sell him. It's Spurs, Liverpool, blank. Um, you know, we're not going to have too many opportunities to uh, go against him. I think at the price that he is, we're going to want him back um, fairly soon after that blank because the fixtures are really nice. But He's definitely someone who, if, I'd, if I was wildcarding, I wouldn't have him a wildcard side. And if I had two free transfers, he'd be someone I'd be looking to lose, uh, for sure. Uh, Gross, uh, he's a bit of a wait and see. I'm expecting him to, to flourish under under De Zerbi. I think that kind of attacking mid number 10 role is really important to him. De Zerbi is an ex-number 10 uh, himself. He likes to play with that kind of link between the attack and the kind of midfield. And Gross is going to be perfect for that. I mean, he could use McAllister kind of in that role. Um, Casado could, could do it as well. Maybe they all kind of rotate and dip in and out. But I think it makes sense to use Gross as that kind of main link between them, given that his his passing range and his vision um, and his kind of the chances he can create are going to be really important um, to unlocking our kind of attack. So he's a wait and see. I probably won't play him this week against Liverpool. I'm expecting goals in that match. Um, but I'm happy to own him uh, for some of the better fixtures that are coming, Forest and Brentford kind of on the on the horizon. Easy hold, I think, if you've got him. And Trossard as well. As Like I said, if you've got Trossard, I think you you hold. Uh, and then forward line, you know, really happy. Haaland, obviously he's not going anyway. He's going to be my captain uh, this week. Kane, great record against Arsenal. Um, Spurs looking good. Um, was a bit disappointed not to get more from him against Leicester. But, you know, you can't be too greedy. Uh, and then Mitrovic as well. I mean, he's got an ice pack on his leg, but he's going to be rolled out against Newcastle. Even if he's got one leg, uh, no danger about that. Hasn't scored against Newcastle yet in three appearances. Um, but I'm sure he will be looking to get off the mark against them uh, this season, given that he's scored so many goals uh, for club and country kind of over the last year, year and a bit. Um, so, yeah, overall kind of relatively happy, I think, with, with James coming in, going back to four at the back. I think I'm looking kind of reasonably reasonably solid. Um, I've got Gross that can come in if I need him. I've got Pereira on the bench, who's decent. You know, Emerson is, is someone who, if, if West Ham do decide to switch up um, their system and go back to, you know, a back three with wing-backs, and Emerson comes in, I think he's an absolute steal at four million. I think he's worth the kind of risk just off the back of that, especially given that West Ham are having such a poor start. I think they need to kind of change things up a little bit so we kind of see what happens. Um, but that's pretty much me. Um, <clears throat> easy move for me. I mean, I could move Gross to Zaha, but I want to give Gross a few games, see how he's how he's used. So yeah, Stupanian, I think, is the kind of weakest link in his team. So he is moving for James. Um, that's pretty much it from me. Hope that's been useful or at least interesting or slightly entertaining. Uh, hope all your deliberations um, are going well. I'll be here tomorrow with the Q&A with Sam um, at 12 and then with the team news with Neil um, at 3. Uh, and good luck this weekend. Enjoy the football. It's great to have it back. And I will see you on the next video.